What up, party people? Two Black Guys with Good Credit is back like Eddie Shack. And as a season opener, we decided to go in on Jay-Z's new album, 444. With Jay using terms like credit, investments, buying buildings, and generational wealth, we are decoding the album as only we can on Two Black Guys with Good Credit. So sit tight as we kick off this season with a round table. With good credits. Our round tables are fast and furious. We are playing down the money lyrics that Sean chose from Jay-Z's 444 album, chopping it up and keeping it moving. So DJ Maddie Matt, let's do it. You want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. Well, now that for those that don't really understand what he's saying, maybe speaking too quick or maybe it's just going over your head, I thought I would break it down for you and give it to you and spit it out. So here I go. The lyric is, you want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. Was that your Jay-Z impersonation? Can you, can you just read it? <laughs> I said, you want to know what's more important than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit. Oh, boy. Are you going to read some of them? Because you're rapping. I don't know, man. You're a finance guy, not a rapper. Bottom line, I agree. Credit was our first show because it's super important. But young people are not focused on credit, even though they should be. Credit has a ton of benefits that most people are missing out on. I mean, you get more negotiating power on credit cards or loans. You get approved for higher loan limits. And it makes renting an apartment or a house a heck of a lot easier, not to mention a mortgage. So credit is simple. Good credit, you lease a Benz at Honda prices. Bad credit... You lease a Honda at Ben's prices. Makes sense, Arlington. Now I know why you're driving those Hondas. I get it. Listen, man, everyone can't roll a range like you. (laughs) I'm not saying all that. I'm I'm not saying all that. I'm the blue-collar working man. We're back season three. Can Can we just have a little love? You know I'm doing yoga now, so it's about spreading the love, my brother, spreading the love. But anyhow, let's get let's get back to it. I don't really, is that what he's really saying? Because, I mean, you can have good credit and still be wasting money. And yeah, you that's can be, true. And you can be saving money and have bad credit. Okay. I think, you know, I think he's trying to send two messages. First message is what we talked about in show 10, for the love of money. About his money simply being, about simply being a consumer rather than a supplier. And as we said, a fool and his money shall soon part, fool. that's funny but i think what he's really saying is don't be a poser i mean hip-hop is filled with dudes standing around in clubs with stacks of money to their ears jay-z is saying get your credit up and do something real by leveraging it and making lasting money don't stand around as a poser and your credit's messed up i think he's also trying to give a reality check because you know Blackmeninamerica.com says, you know, a dollar circulates, you know, 30 days in the Asian community, 17 days in the white community, 20 days in the Jewish community. And you know how, much, how long it circulates in the black community? Six miserable hours. That means I spend a dollar and I'm gone to the corner store and giving it to the Korean guy. Wow. Why has it got to be the Korean guy? For all of my <laughs> Korean two black guy followers, I apologize on behalf of the other half, but I just want to call fake news on that. 
number one, because there is no private or Wait. governmental agency. Hold on, you just apologized to to ethnicity or race, and you just said the word fake news. That's so that's that's hilarious. Well, that's it's hilarious. true. You're out here. You're out here quoting fake news. There is no government agency or private agency that tracks how a dollar circulates through a community. That's a statement that someone made on the claim that someone else had written it. But truthbetoldnews.com, they researched it all the way back to the proposed source. And according to William Spreggs, a former Labor Department official in the Obama administration, that, my friend, is an urban myth. Well, I guess you don't believe then that black people have a total spend of about a trillion dollars a year. I guess that doesn't make sense to you either. No, that's a fact. They track that. But the fake news about the six hours, who tra- how would you track a dollar through the community? Just okay, think well, about that for a minute. You know, as just follow the message. The message <laughs> is what he's trying to say is just stop isn't, throwing isn't away your Trump money. Isn't that what Trump says all the time? Just, just follow the message. That, yeah. Just don't, don't worry about the facts. Let's just the follow mes- the message. The message. Can we agree to the message? What's the message? The message is that stop throwing away your money and depreciating bad investments and put it to something positive so your money can grow. And couple that with your credit and it gives you much more purchasing power. Okay, I can agree with that. That's okay. real news that, versus that's the six-hour fake say. news. You know what I want to say about this? Next. Thank you, Arlington. This sponsorship break is brought to you by Clean. Clean is a financial literacy program designed to educate youth in a fun and interactive way through class lessons, workshops, and web seminars. To bring it to a school or organization near you, please visit www. Dot financiallyclean.com I bought every V12 engine Wish I could take it back to the beginning I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo For like 2 million That same building today is worth 25 million Guess how I'm feeling Dumbo Alright Matt, thank you for dropping that beat But I'm going to give you my version of it again I'm going to acapella it It goes, I bought a, I bought Every V12 engine. Wish I could take it back to the beginning. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth twenty-five million. Guess who I'm feeling? Dumbo. <laughs> hey, hey, sign me up. Sign me up. If you need oh, a four over forty old rapper, I'm ready for Come you. On. Come on, man. <laughs> sign this guy up for a Braille contract. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually love this line, you know, being from Brooklyn myself, I'm officially a Brooklynite, been here 20 years, is that, you know, how many of us, you know, spend money on... You see how you flip, like, one show, you're like, I'm a Canadian, then the next show, you're like, I'm from Brooklyn. Well, you know what? I am from Brooklyn Wait, because... isn't there an article on the web that calls you an African-American? I, I am from Brooklyn because I know you know don't know what Dumbo means. So I'm going to break it down for those that don't know what Dumbo means. Dumbo is actually an acronym. It stands for Down Under the Manhattan-Brooklyn Overpass, meaning under the bridges. So what happened in about 15 years ago, Dumbo was more like a commercial area. Nothing was really going on there. And then some smart guy decided to build up because it had an unconstricted view of Manhattan. And then from that went beautiful condos. There's a park where you can play basketball, beach volleyball. It's beautiful over there now. There's restaurants. All right, so all that's right. where he's Tourism saying the money is right. Exactly. So for y'all to know that what he was talking about Dumbo, he's actually talking about one of the most expensive areas in Brooklyn. All right. 
So you've sold us on Dumbo. Anything else? Yeah, I just love the line. I mean, it goes back to our show when we talked about real estate and we talked about, you know, buying on the cuffs and getting in on a deal and seeing opportunity. You know, this is everything that we talked about. So I, I love it for that sake and I love it that it's Brooklyn. All right. Ditto, Dumbo. <laughs> Next. That's it? That's all the Brooklyn love? That's that's it. That's all the Brooklyn Well, I just want to give my old big house most shout out. We did it, Brooklyn! All right, now we go, now we can go next. <laughs> I, that's my dream to get up and receive a award and just put my hands up and say, "We did it, Brooklyn." And you know, all your brethren in Ottawa are going to be like, "That dude sold us out." <laughs> What's next? What do you got, Matt? Drop it again for the road boy. Oh, now you're a reggae artist. <laughs> <laughs> Go play the quarters where the butlers be. I'm gonna play the corners where the hustlers be. I told him, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama rented. Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. My third favorite lyric is let me break it down. Can I get a beat, Arlington? No. All right, I'm a acapella. I'm a, as a Jamaican would say, I'm a acapella it. I'm a acapella it. This is going to dance hall now. I'm a field end with shine cutlery, gold plated where the butlers be. I'm a play the corners where the hustlers be. I told them, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama was renting. Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. Bars, okay. dude. Bars, bars, bars. You're giving, you're giving bars. I'm giving All right. bars. You give bars. Let me, let, me, let me give some knowledge. Besides the obvious, I mean obvious, money laundering that Jay is talking about, he's making this sound so easy. But let me tell you something. You pop into a bank with a pile of money and see what happens. Because the first thing that's going to happen is the boys in blue are going to show up and ask you, where did you get this pile of money? And you better be ready with some great answers or you're going to have problems. Arlington. So rinse that. Arlington, Arlington. I'm just so disappointed with like your thought. Like For an <laughs> artist that you claim to be, for, for the owner of a beautiful gallery in Malibu, how can you not see the real meaning behind this? Hove is what, what, what Hove is talking about is gang violence. People killing and fighting over. What does my gallery have to do with gang? Like you just not see that we don't sell gang you, art. What do we sell Crips and blood. You just art? not see the metaphoric, the symbolism, the the thought going into what he's saying. It's beyond this. The the straight legs. Look in between the lines. Like look at you're looking at abstract uh, work. This is uh, okay. once again. It's about the gang violence. People and killing and fighting over neighborhoods that they have no stake in. This is a wake-up call to the, like, areas like the south side of Chicago that just had 762 gang-related murders in 2016 alone. And they're dying over blocks that they don't own. He's telling them to get out of the game and start a legal business. You know, Jay-Z funded Rock Nation initially selling tapes out of the trunk of his car. Where do you think that the money for cassettes and studio time came from? Where do you think that money came like, from? He got it like all of us did. From our mothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, man, I partially agree with what you're saying, Sean. Yes, he may be talking about gun violence. You know, to be honest, that didn't jump out at me in the beginning. What did jump out of me is that the fact that he's talking about owning your community. But this isn't new. 
I mean, I went to the Million Man March how many years ago, and Farrakhan was talking about this, and Malcolm X was talking about it before him, and Booker T. You Washington. You said you went where? To the Million Man March? That's right, my Did brother. you have your surfer suit on? Or <laughs> you went that? Oh, you must have stood out, dog. I didn't know you did all that. <laughs> Bean pie, my brother. Bowtie. You don't know the breadth and scope of my experience. I, I in don't these know. Streets. This is after you go surfing in Malibu, or this is before you go surfing? Do you do? Listen, man. Listen, man. My knowledge is deep. My brother doing it. So, like I said, this isn't new conversation, man. Owning your community, your community, sorry. Owning your community. I get it. It gives you economic strength. It gives you political power. And most of all, you get social upliftment. You feel good about yourself. So if Jay-Z is saying, let's take it back to the days of Rosewood or Black Wall Street, that's right. Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm good with that. But rinsing illegal money is not easy, my brother. Just ask Ghost. He's still in jail. Oh, my God. You're watching one trendy power. Now you want to tell the world that you're up up to things. But I agree with you with what you're saying. You know, to take a page out of the Jews, like, I mean, when they come into the community, they they build their own dry cleaners. They build all their business around their community. And I think that's a wonderful thing. So I agree with you. And let's, as you would say, next. Exactly. (laughs) Give it to me. What do you got? Matt, drop the beat, my brother. Wait, can I say yeah, it? Let me, let me say it. Let me say it. Chugga, 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 chugga. Matt, drop the beat. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? That's how they did it. Financial freedom, my only hope. Fuck living rich and dying broke. I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later, that shit worth two million. Two years later, that shit worth eight million. Hop, hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hop, you don't stop. Let me get into this Jay-Z rhyme because I got it going on and on and on. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, you're going on and on and on. <laughs> all right. Here we go. You ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America? This is how they did it. Financial freedom from my only hope. F living rich and dying broke. Brought some artwork for a million. Two years later, the S worth two million. A few years later, the S worth eight million. I can't get what I can't wait to get this S to my children. Wow, was that who, who was that? I mean, it sounded <laughs> I was a little Houdini. A little that was like, Curtis Blow. A little Houdini. Houdini a, little a little Curtis uh, Blow. Grandmaster Flash. Flash. You got it. My dude, Damn. you got to Side me up. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! You're you're bringing it back for anyone over a hundred. <laughs> well, again, I hate to say it, but. Yes, I think what Jay is saying, it's not that I hate to say it, but what Jay is really saying here, which is very important, is that most people are dying broke out here. 46% of senior citizens in the United States have less than $10,000 in financial assets when they die. And people think it's just one community. It's all kids right across the board. That's an average. So Jay is right because we are dying broke. Celebrities, rappers, athletes, and most of all, the average American of all races. So yeah, financial freedom is our only hope because as we discussed in show number four, retirement at 65, fact or fiction, the corporations out here, they've got nothing for you. If you're waiting for that old 401k to come rolling along and kick in when you're 65, good luck. Because you know, Sean, this is the, this is the era of the entrepreneur. You got to get it and you got to get out there and work your skills. One thing mama always told me 
when the verbal diarrhea starts, let the person let it out. You can't stop the diarrhea. You understand? At Arlington, once again, my brother, I don't know if that salt water in Malibu is getting to you, but it really is affecting you, all right? Hove is trying to say to the youth, I think, I, he's trying to say to the youth that we both exemplify what he's talking about in our shows. The painting is more symbolic, Arlington. It's symbolism. Symbolism. He's trying, to tell, he's trying to tell you to step outside of your comfort zone. Look at other opportunities. You just don't have to be selling mixtapes and spitting on a mic to make money. You understand? It's what, be creative, innovative, and know that other opportunities can be profitable. Listen, my brother. After that 15-minute soliloquy you just gave, there's a billion-dollar divide between Jay and his audience. He's rich. It's easy to talk about buying art when you're rich. How many? Look at your art collection. What's that worth? <laughs> Why'd you have to go there? Wow, that was a low blow. Do I go low with you? <laughs> that was low. You just gut punched me. Listen. Listen, your macaroni and cheese Bob Marley painting. I support Let me tell you what local it's worth. artists. Nada. I support local artists. I go to the beaches of Barbados, Jamaica, and find the Rasta man that is selling art, and I support them. So if you don't like me supporting the small guy, then go back to where you are, Malibu, okay? Listen, you can support, you can support whoever you like, but the bottom line is... And that was craft dinner macaroni made by that art piece, okay? <laughs> that was craft. I find macaroni. That piece, I must say, was very interesting. You know I'm going to eBay that and, and surprise you. I'm going to eBay that. Yeah, there's a guy out there waiting to give you a buck fifty. But the bottom line, let's, let's look at this. Jay's talking about buying art. I get it. But you know how easy it is to buy art when you start by buying a million-dollar piece? You're not buying something that's building up from ground zero. You're buying something that has already been appreciating. I would never tell the average man to invest in art. It's a very fickle industry. The odds of you making money on your investment are slim. But when you're rich and you buy a million-dollar piece that appreciated from before you bought it, you're just kind of holding it as it goes, continues to go up, and then you're going to let it off on the next guy. So for me, it's simple. Rich people invest in art because they have long dollars. Let me just say this and to reinforce it. In our show, as you did with me side by side, I, I've got a great idea. We discussed entrepreneurship and pushing yourself to think outside the box. He's saying what we preach all the time. Just because I'm black doesn't mean I only have to sell to black people or have a business that's traditionally black. Go beyond your race and cater to other markets. Media Research Incorporated attributes 80% of rap sales from white males. Is that a true fact or is that fake news? What I commend... You want to answer? Go ahead. No, no. That, that's a, I mean, that's a stat. I heard it back in 1995. Yeah. What I commend once again about, <laughs> you know, some other, other races that they, they go out, they're fearless, some of them. You know, for example, Def Jam was part owned by a Jewish guy in the 80s. You know, they look, they look for the opportunity. with respect. You know what? I'm going to have to fact, fact check you on that Def Jam. I don't know how much of Def Jam. The guy you're talking about is Rick Rubin. I don't know how much of Def Jam he actually owned. I know him and Russell worked together, but I don't know how much he actually owned. But let me just say, what you're saying isn't fake news. It just has nothing to do with what we're talking about. This whole black thing and going outside. Jay-Z was talking about art as an investment, 
and seeking financial freedom. You're in this, you're in this whole other place. So I'm going to help you out. By saying I have no more additional comments. I, I have. I, I, I just. Want, I just want to close it. About. I want to close it, and I'm going to say which I'm going to agree with you. Like I said, the art business. I agree with you. The art business for everyone. But can we agree that challenging yourself and broadening your scope is? Can we agree to that? Yeah, yeah, we can agree to that. Keep it locked. Yeah. We'll be back with more two black guys with good credit. Can Jay Z make thin lit fly? This commercial break is brought to you by Canvas Malibu. Canvas Malibu is a boutique and contemporary art gallery located in Malibu, California. At Canvas Malibu, it starts with art, and their curated offering of shoes, apparel, accessories, and art are a definite must-see. Canvas Malibu is located in the Malibu Country Mart or online at canvasmalibu.com. We're back and still digging into Jay-Z's 444. Sean, is the album 444 or is it 444? Tomato, tomato. Could be 444, could be 444, or could be 444. Tomato, tomato. All right, all right. Once again, artistic, brother, artistic. Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I haven't even talked about your velvet paintings. (laughs) Matt, the music, please. Take those monies and spread across families. My sister Hattie and Luna, nephews, cousins, and TT. Eric, the rest of B for whatever she wants to do. She might start an institute. She might put poor kids in school. My stake in Rock Nation should go to you. Leave a piece for your siblings to give to their children, too. All right, Matt. Thank you. Let me spit it out again. Brooklyn style this time. Dedicated to Biggie Smalls, my favorite rapper of all time. Brooklyn style. Baby, baby. Baby, baby. Take some money and spread it across families, my sister, Haiti and Lou, the nephew's cousin, and T.T. Eric, the rest to be, forever that she wants to do. She might start an institute. She might put poor kids through school. My stake in Rock Nation should go to you. Leave a piece for your siblings to give to their children's too. Baby, baby. Oh, God. I'm glad we're getting to the end. This racket is, <laughs> is, is wearing me Sign out. Sign me up. Look, man. Look, these lyrics are good. But you can't tell young people about generational wealth. They're still trying to make money and hopefully achieve some form of wealth. God, I love what he's saying here. He's not he's talking about generational wealth. Listen, man, this is an old rapper speaking to the youth, and it's falling mainly on deaf ears. Now, if you're 47 like Jay and Sean, then this is something that I know is plaguing your mind. <laughs> because you're constantly looking at your youth and saying, what can I leave for my kids to give them an easier time or a head start in life? That's legacy. I get that. But in your 20s, man, you're not thinking about legacy. Sean, what were you thinking about in your 20s? You were just trying to make some money. First, for the record, I'm not 47. That's the one thing we need to clarify. <laughs> Fake news, people. Fake news. <laughs> but there can be many interpretations of this, Arlene. But what I say... I All right, see. wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, Hold your horses. my God. I just wanted can I, can to know I, what you I, were I, doing in your 20s. When I was in my 20s, I was avoiding no, you, no, dog. Don't say anything. I was avoiding you. <laughs> I, I was avoiding you like the plague. you come up to me, hey, Sean, I'd be like, I got to go. Page me. <laughs> well, let me tell you what most people in their 20s. Most people in their 20s are trying to figure things out. As the phrase goes. They don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Hey, hey, this is a a parent-friendly show. No cursing. Listen, man, you know what I mean. They're just not ready. I was living in my mom's basement, and she was just saying every day, Get out! Get out! (laughs) (laughs) 
But then when I but then when I was ready to leave, she was like, you know, you don't have to leave. You have a bed down here. You can make a little apartment out of here. The Caribbean parents are so funny. They want you to leave. The day comes, you want to leave. They don't want you to leave. But anyhow, there can be many interpretations to what he's saying. But is but I think he sees as a black businessman. He's moving to the next level, similar to what Warren Buffett and Bill Gates done. Jay, you know Jay Z and Warren Buffett. You know they collaborated and they did a talk about the power of luck. I'm sure you don't know that, but you guys should check it out. It's definitely actually. I've good. seen it. Yes, I've seen it. So yeah, he's like next level now. I think he's learning from from these wise old men, and he's learning now. He's applying it to his life. And you know, Jay Z isn't talking about isn't talking about making money. He's talking about sharing the wealth and spreading it spreading it across his families and generations to come. <laughs> when I was younger, I never understood the value of this whole. Fil- Philanthropy. You can't even pronounce it, but you clear you understand. No, it? I didn't understand what was my about whole philanthropy. philanthropy thing, you know, and, and that people like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett do. Bill Gates was even quoted as saying, "It's not a favor to kids to have them have huge sums of wealth." He said, "It distorts anything they might do to create their own path." He's paying for their college and leaving a safety net for his kids, and that's it. He's showing his maturity. Jay-Z's showing his maturity and explaining that there are things beyond money and the betterment of family and mankind. Love it. Hey, man. I am all for leaving something for the next generation. I'm all about really? legacy. Well, leave something but for the rest of men. let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, the next generation. Not your old ass. I'm saying what you just said contradicts what you said before. Jay-Z's talking about generational wealth. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett are talking about getting rid of their wealth. They made a commitment when they started the, well, when Bill Gates actually came into, when Warren Buffett came into the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to give away their fortune. So Bill's going to leave a little for his family, but his goal is to give it all away. That's not what Jay's talking about. Jay's talking about giving it to his friends and family. He's talking about so building and contradicting yourself. He's talking about building institutes, having his daughter use the money to build institutes, institutes to help poor kids. What does that mean to you? It means you're still not grasping philanthropy. <laughs> Listen, let me just tell you to you so you understand clearly what he's saying. And although Bill Gates and Warren Buffett are giving it away to giving away their money, they're giving it to nonprofits. So it's still creating generational wealth. It may not be his direct, their direct family, but it's still used to help growth for the next generation. Jay has learned being successful is making yourself and everyone around you achieve success. How strong okay. is that message? Is imagine, if, is imagine if we could all do, if we all could, if we all did that, did what Hove, we, sorry, imagine if we all did that, how different the world would be. And here's my yoga thing. Here's from all these three weeks of yoga, what it's done for me. Yes. From your lengthy study of yoga. Two classes a week for three three weeks. weeks Go ahead, guru. uh, From my upward dog position to my planks. (laughs) That would be downward dog. Downward dog. dog. (laughs) It comes down to this dog. My brother, it comes down to one thing. Love. Oh, my God. Look, you used downward dog and dog in the same sentence. That is hilarious. But I just have to say, after three weeks of yoga, it must have fried your brain because the green flowing through his veins capitalist I know would never use a phrase like it comes down to love. You've got to be kidding me, man. When they read your will, 
And your kids found out that daddy sold all the buildings, gave it all away, and left them with love. Let's see how happy Chase will be then. Maybe they might have a franchise of yoga studios to get to inherit. With you saying upward dog, with, I doubt it. With my big picture on the back as you walk in. Listen, man, let's put a pin in this one. What's next? Matt, drop the beat. Last lyric. Last lyric. Generational wealth, that's the key. My parents ain't have shit, so that shift started with me. My mom took up money, she bought me bonds. That was the sweetest thing of all time. Uh. Lyrics to go. I got lyrics to go. You know that? Tribe? Is that Tribe that did that? Yeah. Yeah. And this is my last one dedicated to my man Fife Dog. I got lyrics to go. This is a lax Jay-Z lyrics. You may not hear me again, so listen in, people. Oh, just say it already. Jesus. Generational wealth. That's the key. My parents ain't have S, so that shift started with me. My mom took my, more took her money. She bought me bonds. That's for the sweetest thing of all time. Uh-huh. Do you want to read that again? Because God knows Jay-Z and Fife are both like, what did that Negro say? <laughs> Generational wealth. Come on, wealth. one more time. <laughs> Generational wealth. That's the key. My parents ain't have S, so that shift started with me. My mom took her money. She bought me bonds. That's the sweetest thing of all time. Huh? Okay. Okay. That was better. That was better. Do you want to expound on that or... It's self-explanatory, in my opinion, and this is what motivates me every day, to build generational wealth. Getting rich can be done in a lifetime, but wealth is done over generations. And he goes further to say the sweetest thing from his single mom was a bond. Generations lacking so many families, and it's the jumpstart most of us needed. Hey, I feel you. Generational wealth would help a brother out. But let's be clear, man. 1.6% 1.6% of Americans receive $100,000 or more in an inheritance. Another 1.1 receive 50 to 100,000. 919 that's almost 92% of this country gets nada, zip, zilch, zero. They don't even show up for the reading of wills cuz you know what's there? Nothing. So I get it. You do not, you know, and I think what people don't think about is the truth is you don't have to be filthy rich to give people a head start in the next generation. You just have to be aware. You tuck something away, maybe that house that you live in, instead of selling it when you get older, just pass it down to your youth. You know, most people, I think, just spend so much time surviving and making ends meet that by the time they meet the end, there's nothing really left to give to anyone. So I think, you, you know, you got to start out... You start out your life in the early days, like we were saying, in your 20s. You're starting out your life for yourself. But when you get into your 40s and 50s, that's when your life has to be about the next generation. So, you know. Well, you know, the, can we just move the 1.6%, maybe try to move it to 5%. How's that for a goal? Instead of being so cynical, why don't, we just move that, why don't we just move that number up? I thought you were giving all your money to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I'm just trying to move the one, move the move the meter up a little. That's all I'm trying to do. Make a change, build some little general. Even if every family left a kid a thousand dollars, that's maybe one month's rent for somebody. That's still a good. Lead. You know what? I agree with that. And with that, we're jumping out, and we'll be back in a minute with the bottom line in this week's this week's takeaway. 
nicknightdirect.com is the fast, easy way to shop online. To buy an item from any U.S. website, just go to nicknightdirect.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-T direct.com. Choose your method of payment and we'll ship, handle duties, and deliver your item straight to your door. I'm Sean of nicknightdirect.com and you have my word. All right, my bottom line. The question we started out with was, can Jay-Z make finance fly? Well, we broke it down, and at the end of it all, I say, no. Jay-Z is an aging rapper speaking to an aging audience. Yes, this is a fly album if you're in your 40s, but if you're in your 20s, these concepts are going over your head because you're just not there yet. This album is about is for old people like me and old man Sean, you scratch your beard and you say, yes, this is what a youth need to listen to. But the youth are like, yo, we're here to club. We want to dance. We want to party. We're young. So I'm saying we need more Jay-Z, a little closer to Marcy Projects and being the president of Def Jam, and less Jay-Z closer to Warren Buffett, if he wants to reach the young people. Wow, Arlington. I don't know what's happening to you in season three, but you're, you're angry. You, know, I, you, <laughs> you just you just killed the opening act for us at the 444 tour i had this show after this show jay-z was going to reach out to us and say you guys can be the you can talk financial literacy before he comes on stage now you just kill that it's done 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 our million dollar deal is done thank you so let me get to this t- i have to switch this takeaway up because i'm not going out like that all right what do you arlington have? I tell what we should be saying is we should tell, oh, right, if this is something that's too old what? for kids what? to understand. What? what are you saying? That this, you should use this album as a tool to initiate financial literacy in conversations <clears throat> with families. Let the parents, if the parents get it, let them use it to teach their kids, their nieces, their nephews, or simply the younger generation. If there's anything that Jay-Z talks about that is over their, that is over their kids' heads, Use it, explain it to them so that the message is under their head. That's it. Use it as a tool. It's a great tool. Kids love hip-hop, and this can be the hip-hop album that changes their lives. Okay. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up this roundtable because Sean has gone completely crazy. There is no (laughs) 20-something that wants to sit down and talk finance with you, Grandpa. But... Keep it locked to Two Black Guys with good credit because we're just getting started. This is season Um, three. Me and the new yoga guru over there are going to keep it coming. It's going to be a fresh season. We got a lot for you. So I'm Arlington, one half of Two Black Guys with good credit. I'm still the capitalist half, and I'm out. I'm Sean, the ever-loving, ever-faithful, everlasting second half of Two Black Guys with good credit. See you all next week. I'm out. Um... This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard and this is the Naked Beauty Podcast. I created Naked Beauty because I wanted the topic of beauty to be treated with depth and some humor and honesty. I speak to all types of women on Naked Beauty. Editors, activists, ballet dancers, musicians, influencers. Self-care and self-expression is a journey. This is a safe space. Naked Beauty isn't just a show, it's a community. And it's my privilege to share these stories with listeners all over the world. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. 
Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.